I've discovered that, you know, if there's such a thing as a secret to success, it's not doing the thing. It's not doing the thing that these successful people are known for. It's always some version of hitting the pause button, stepping off of the treadmill of life and evaluating, making sure that they're working on the right things, having a strategy in place, having a plan in place. They're not operating at their default. They are stepping back, reflecting. They're not getting stuck. They're, they're not getting stuck in their routines or their habits or their limiting beliefs. They're stepping back, asking questions, and then operating at a higher level. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. And today I'm bringing you a solo episode. We're going to be talking about how you can think like Elon. I'm going to be giving you 11 questions that will help you create clarity and breakthrough. Ways to get you out of your default thinking. And by the way, I look, I'm looking at myself in my recording right now as I record this and I've got this earbud in my left ear. So if you're maybe watching this episode right now on YouTube, or if you're listening, you can go over to my YouTube channel and check it out. Uh, just go to jimharshawjr.com slash YouTube and I'll just redirect you right there. But I've got my earbud like wrapped up around the back of my ear and in upside down. And I've only got one in because these white earbuds that you get from Apple, like if when you get your iPhone, they don't fit my ears because of my cauliflower ear. So if you're ever wondering like why I have it like wrapped up around the back of my ear and hanging down, it, it, that's why. And it only fits in one ear. So there you have it. That's why I wear my earbuds a little bit weird. All right. So before we get into the episode, I just want to remind you about the Pathfinder live event, May 22nd. If you're not a Pathfinder, you've got to become one in order to get access to this event we're meeting in Princeton, New Jersey, and it's going to be an incredible day full of adventure and fun, personal growth, professional growth, networking with other like-minded people. It's going to be absolutely incredible. My clients, all of you guys should already know about it. If you're not yet a Pathfinder, you can learn how to become one. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply, and we can have a conversation about how you can become a Pathfinder and what the next steps would be, what your options are, and then you would also get access to that live event. By the way, if you're listening to this on your smartphone, go ahead and snap a screenshot tag me on Facebook or tag me on Instagram, tag me on Twitter so that we can continue the conversation over there. I'm going to be sharing with you 11 questions. If any of these questions like really hit home for you, let me know which one. Also, if you have questions that you like to use that you ask yourself or you ask others to help them create breakthroughs or find clarity or just powerful questions, I love those. I'm a question hunter. I have a list of like probably a hundred questions, just amazing questions, breakthrough kind of questions. I'm always looking for great questions. I'm giving you only my best ones today. So send those to me. If you have other ideas, if you have other suggestions, let me know. I love to collect those things. And if you, or if there's any, like I said, any particular ones here that you really like, make sure to let me know. Lastly, if you want to listen to this on your smart player, just say, play success through failure podcast. Tell that to your smart player and you will hear my voice booming through your smart speaker. All right. So let's dive into this. How do you 
get to think like somebody like Elon Musk, who gets just insane results with the same 24 hours in the day that you and I have, the same you know, amount of time, and he gets so much done. How do people like him and Steve Jobs and Richard Branson, how do they think and operate at this higher level? How are they getting so much done in the same amount of time? I mean, shoot, we're just trying to get through the day, right? We're uh, our default for us is is you know wondering whether we can earn enough to retire or get our kids through college or or just make it to uh, downstairs so we can get to that, that first sip of coffee in our mouth and we can uh, get our day started. Like, how are these people operating at such this higher level? And you know, I, I've been around some really elite performers in my life. I've been really blessed to be have been raised. Uh, in an environment where I got to interact with Olympic champions from a young age. Uh, I, I worked at the University of Virginia and as a major gift fundraiser. I got to work with millionaires and people who were just you know, operating at such a high level that most people just can't even fathom like, how they you know, achieve so much in sports or how they you know, build such amazing businesses or make so much money, how they create success. I've been around these people and gotten to witness how they operate and absorb some of that. And it's helped me break through a lot of my default thinking, a lot of my uh, limiting beliefs. But you look at people like Elon and, you know, like I said, Elon Musk and Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, Peter Diamandis, others. There's this intentional thinking that happens there too. It's not just a default. We kind of think that, you know, it's just easy for them to do that. Well, it's not. There are other things that they're doing. There are questions that they ask themselves. I mean, shoot, I was talking to when I, the conversation with Tim Ferriss, 246 and 247, those episodes. And, and he talked about this thinking, these questions, these absurd questions that he asks himself and he does this on like a regular basis. I don't think it was in our conversation, but I think I've heard him talk about it. I know I've heard him talk about it before where he talks about like once a quarter, he will do the fear setting exercise and he will do these, these, these higher level thinking tasks that break him out of his routine, blow up limiting beliefs and help him understand how he can get more out of the same amount of time, how he can get what he calls outsized results. And like I said, I've been able to apply this stuff to my life. And and while I, I feel like I'm only about 100 yards up the trail to Everest Space Camp, and in terms of terms of my journey, I've got so far to go. But getting to where I'm at now has been a significant goal of mine, and it's taken intentional thought, intentional effort, you know, blowing up limiting beliefs, doing things that I didn't think that I could do before. To get to this point where I could quit my, you know, a great job, a dream job, really, if I was, you know, if there's such a thing as a dream job for me, that was it. And it was a six-figure job, and I was flying on private jets with Tony Bennett, the national championship basketball coach, and our football coach, and and uh, my good friend Steve Garland, the head wrestling coach at University of Virginia, and and getting access to to just really cool stuff and amazing people. Like, what a great job! I quit. Because I got to do something even better. I got to create my dream life, my dream business, my dream work. And shoot, right before this, before right before I hit record on this episode, I was sitting outside in the yard with my wife in the middle of the day, watching our boys jump on the trampoline. Like I was just hanging out. It's sunny out, it's warm out, and it was just 
this time we got to just hang out and chat. Like I got, I got to create this and it didn't just happen. It wasn't just kind of, eh, I guess I just kind of operate at my average level, moving through the day, moving through my life. And, and, and voila, you know, this, this amazing life happens. No, like it took intentional thought, intentional effort. Like I started, you know, shoot, I was a, a, a small town kid. You know, I, the, I didn't even have an address. We had a rural route, RD1. That was my address, RD1 Marshall Road. Evan City, we didn't even, there wasn't even a post office in my town when I was a kid. Now it's all blown up and overgrown and, and there's, there, you know, it's, it's, you know, suburban, suburban sprawl. But I'm like a small town kid, man. I didn't really have a whole lot of hopes and dreams for myself. I never placed at the high school state championships. I, my life was full of failure and doubt. Um, really didn't see myself going off to, to college. And, you know, mom and dad were, were you know, neither one of them had college, have college degrees. And I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. And, you know, just didn't really see that next level opportunity for myself. I always felt like success was for somebody else. And you know, I was full of, self-doubt and just really didn't didn't see much of a future for myself. And then I I, I worked really hard and I, I get into the University of Virginia, an amazing school, you know, a number one rated public school in the country, at least when I was there. Now it's like number two or number three. So I think they probably I probably knocked them down a few pegs when I was there. But but uh, you know, I get to this great school and I look around and everybody's richer than me. Everybody's smarter than me. You know, everybody's better looking than me. And it just reinforced all of this self-doubt that I had in my head, all of the this this concept that success was for other people. But this transformation took place during my time at the University of Virginia, where I, you know everything changed for me. I get you know become a Division One All American wrestler, uh, three time ACC champion. I get two degrees, and including a master's degree from this great university. Uh, I'm invited to live and train full time at the Olympic Training Center as an Olympic hopeful. Like my life transformed there. There were certain things that took place in that environment that I was able to learn from. Again, I got to absorb this learning from these elite performers, you know, not only, you know, people on my team and people who are my coaches, but also people I trained with in the summer and all these other amazing athletes that were on the teams at the University of Virginia, an amazing athletic department. We have 20, we just won our 28th national championship in like eight or 10 different sports. We've won national championships. So I got to like be around these other people who were winning national championships and performing at a high level in their sport, but also academically. And you learn a lot from being in that. And for my clients, you know what this is called. This is called the environment of excellence. And and I I got to apply that stuff to my life. And I got into the real world and and I won't go down that path with that story because I've told it before. But I, you know, I had this went on this trajectory of success, but you know, I ended up broken, broken again at another point in my life. I had a failed business, a struggling marriage. I wasn't spending enough time with my kids. I was terribly out of shape in the worst physical shape of my life, dead up to our eyeballs. And again, I ended in this, this low point and I had to dig myself out of this. And, you know, it was just all these feelings of failure and, and self-doubt and successes for other people. All of that came back once again, after I had, you know, achieved all this success athletically and became the youngest division one head wrestling coach in the country, built a successful business and sold it and had this success, I end up back at the bottom of the pit, 
I didn't learn. I'm a slow learner, but whenever I do learn, I finally figured out I can apply this stuff to my life. So I applied this stuff to my life as an athlete. I've applied this stuff to my life in my, my personal and professional life out here now in the real world. And that's what I want to impart to you today. And you know, I've interviewed all these amazing people in almost 300. Do you believe that? 300 episodes. 300 episodes of this podcast is coming up right around the corner. If you've listened to 300, all 300, my goodness, you've got to let me know. I don't know if anybody's actually listened to all 300. I do know that a lot of people like binge, binge listen whenever they find this, this podcast. But man, if anybody out there has listened to 300, you've got to let me know. But through all these episodes, I, I've discovered that you know, if there's such a thing as a secret to success, it's not doing the thing. It's not doing the thing that these successful people are known for. It's always some version of hitting the pause button, stepping off of the treadmill of life and evaluating, making sure that they're working on the right things, having a strategy in place, having a plan in place. They're not operating at their default. They are stepping back, reflecting. They're not getting stuck. They're, they're not getting stuck in their routines or their habits or their limiting beliefs. They're stepping back asking questions and then operating at a higher level. They're doing things like retreats there, or you know, even on the short term, it's like planning their day in advance. You know, how do I win the day today? Like what's important now? W I N got that from Tom Flick. Uh, Tom Flick was back in episode 78 NFL quarterback, elite performer as an athlete. And now he's one of the top business speakers in the world. But how do you win the day? These are the kinds of things these elite performers use to operate at the highest level, to break out of their default thinking. And so I've coined the term productive pause. That's what this is. This is a productive pause. It's working with the coach. It's journaling. It's going on a retreat. It's planning your day. And productive pause is this. It's a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. My long-term listeners, I know you are probably saying that right along with me and my clients as well. Again, productive pause is a short period of focused reflection around specific questions that leads to clarity of action and peace of mind. That's what we're going to give you today. Clarity of action and peace of mind. So I'm a, I, I mentioned I'm, a, I'm, I'm on a mission to track down these absurd questions, these high-level thinking questions. So let me know if you have any others. Uh, I've gathered these from, gosh, you know, Michael Bungay-Stanier, who I interviewed back in episode 80. I mentioned Tom Flick, episode 78. John Doerr, haven't interviewed him yet. Uh, Jim Ryan, UVA president, he wrote a book called Wait What? Uh, and he talks about these five powerful questions. Uh, David Finkel, who I interviewed in episode 233. Others questions that I'm going to reveal to you here today and, and these other questions that I have sort of on my list of powerful questions, I don't know where I gathered them all. But the, I listed some of those sources. Other ones, they just come to you and you don't even uh, remember where they come to, came to you from. So here we go. We're going to dive in. 11 powerful questions. All right, number one. When you're faced with adversity or setback or obstacles, this is a great tool to use, this question. And the question is this. By the way, I use this at the beginning of the pandemic because I was I lost a bunch of business right away because all the, you know, in-person speaking gigs got blown up and those went away and had a couple of clients who were just about to come on board in the coaching program and like, "Ah, we could lose our jobs, we don't want to do this." So here's the question that I used to help me break out of that. I said, what does this make possible? What does this pandemic, what does this obstacle, what does this adversity that I'm facing right now, what does this make possible? What is actually more possible now than it was 
before the pandemic. And I use that and I realize, my goodness, you know what's possible? You can give like 30 minute talks over Zoom and motivate even more people. You don't have to travel. You can reach everybody. You can reach people from across the world. I, I got to speak to people in China, in Europe, and all across the United States and Canada because of, not despite, because of this pandemic. So I increased my reach. I was able to actually not just sustain my business, but grow my business because of this. So what is actually possible now? What does this make possible? All right. So whenever you face an adversity or a setback or a failure, what does this make possible? All right. Number two, this is one, whenever you're wrestling with self-doubt and you're feeling like, man, I don't have the right degree. I don't have the experience. I don't have the pedigree. Ask yourself this question. What's my unfair advantage? What is my unfair advantage? How am I uniquely qualified for this that nobody else is? You could say, I grew up poor, so I'm hungry. That's my unfair advantage. I grew up poor, so I know what these people who I want to serve, I know what they're struggling with, or I know what people need. Or you could say, I I grew up wealthy in a wealthy home, so I know, I know how to you know, make money or, or operate at this certain level that, I, that, that, that I want to get to, or that I want to help other people get to. Um, I grew up in a small town or I grew up in a big city. Uh, I, I worked in this industry or I haven't worked in that industry. Like those are all unfair advantages. How is it an unfair advantage to not have experience in an industry? Well, because your, your judgment's not clouded by assumptions. That can be your unfair advantage if you choose it to be, or you can say, well, Woe is me, poor me. I don't have any unfair advantages. Ah, boy, I'm just, I'm screwed. I can't do this, right? What's your unfair advantage? That's number two. All right, number three. I want you to think about this one whenever you're trying to uncover your fears, when you're trying to figure out what's holding you back. Ask yourself this question. When you feel stuck, when you're not sure why you're not making the progress that you want to make, ask yourself this. What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? I mean, really go deep here. You probably have to do this, you know, you know, when you're some quiet time journaling, like, what am I afraid of? Is it, is it the big phone call? Is it the rejection? Is it the, the failure? Is it the, 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 what, you know, what are people going to say? You know, is, is it, are you afraid that that might be the wrong path to go down? Guess what? You won't know unless you try. What are you afraid of? Another way to say that is simply what's holding me back. And hint, hint, it's not your boss. It's not your parents. It's not your degree. It's not your lack of experience. What's holding you back? Actually, I I came across a, a powerful question recently, and it was this. And this is kind of one of these breakthrough questions that I stumbled upon, and I captured this one. It's not one of the questions I was going to share with you today, but here's a sort of a bonus question, if you will. How has my childhood perfectly prepared me? How has my childhood perfectly prepared me? Right? So many folks believe that their childhood is holding them back. How has it perfectly prepared you? How are you uniquely qualified? All right. So that's kind of a bonus question. 
But here, here's one thing that I, I hate when I hear this. It, it, people get frustrated. I've heard this so many times over the years. They can't get a job, especially younger folks. Like they can't get this job because they need experience to have to get that job, but they can't get the experience without getting the job. Well, guess what? That's not an excuse. Like you can't use that as an excuse because guess what? They're going to go hire somebody who did. So go find a way. Because somebody else who's going to get hired for that job, they found a way to get experience in that industry. The same industry that you're complaining you can't get. And I'm not talking to you because I don't think my listeners are thinking this way. You're thinking the, the right way. But you, I, I know that you know people like this. Hey, they're complaining that they can't get the job because they don't have the experience. And you have to have the experience to get the job. Find a way. Volunteer. Intern. Whatever you've got to do. Find a way. Find a way. All right. That's number three. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. Number four, this one's going to help you identify limiting beliefs, beliefs that are holding you back. This is a great question. What would you need to believe in order to achieve your dreams? What would you need to believe in order to achieve your dreams? And then here's the follow-up question. How's that different from what you believe now? How's it different from what you believe right now? Like what has to change in your thinking process? What do you have to do differently? What do you have to think differently? Then go to work on your mindset. If you go back to episode 259, I give you nine weird mindset hacks that you can use to work on your mindset, to change your beliefs about where you're at, about what's possible right now. All right. Okay. So that's number four. Number five, this is when you want to identify like routines or habits or default thinking that you feel might be holding you back. You don't even probably know about this, to be honest. It's like it's like the the water that you swim in. Like you don't even realize that you're swimming in this kind of like fish don't know they're swimming in water, right? Saltwater fish don't know there's such a thing called freshwater, right? Freshwater fish don't know that there's something called saltwater. They they just don't know. Like they don't know the water that they're swimming in. It's the same with you and me. We don't realize our, our habits and our default thinking unless we step back and ask ourselves a, a powerful, productive pause question. It's going to help us get outside of ourselves. That's what working with a coach does. That's what journaling can do for you. Uh, let me give you an example how uh, I, I did this. Like, I was, this is several years ago. It's really early on in my business. And I would, I heard an interview with Ramit Sethi, who he has, he has a website. Uh, if you get this, it, it's actually called, I will teach you to be rich. <laughs> He's great. It sounds like a corny website, but he talks about like start starting to make decisions based on what the next level of yourself is going to be making decisions based on. Right, not not this version of yourself, but that next version. And for me, I, I remember actually hearing that interview, and then buying Calendly, which is they're signing up for the paid version of Calendly, which is just a scheduling tool. Now, if you've ever scheduled a call with me, if you schedule the free clarity call with me, um, any of my clients, you know, you've used the, the the 
Calendly tool and it gives you access to my calendar and you can book a time on my calendar and there are certain times that are available or not available and you can customize all that. It just saves the back and forth that in email and just saves a lot of that. Saves your inbox, saves time. And I was like, you know what? Invest in it. It's a couple of hundred bucks. Like, what's the big deal here? Like, start making those decisions to invest in your business, invest in yourself. And it was a small purchase, but it was a, a big mindset shift for me. So here's the question. What is the next version of myself doing? What is the next version of myself doing? Think about that next level of you. There's, an, there's another level of you that you're going to get to. Let's get there now. Let's fast forward it. What is that person doing? What decisions are they making? How are they operating differently right now in this very moment than you? Here's another version of that question. How would I be acting if I actually believed that I could do it? How would I be acting if I actually believed it? If I actually believed in myself, what would I be doing? What would I be doing differently? Would I have woken up earlier this morning? Would I have worked out? Would I be eating the food that you're eating right now? What's the default of that next level of you? A couple other versions of that. What would Elon Musk do, right? What would Jesus do? Not putting them on the same level by any stretch, you know? Jesus is the one who I follow, you know? But, you know, what would this other person do? I remember reading years ago in a sports psychology journal early on in my coaching career, and they talked about, actually, no, I was still competing, come to think of it, because I got this when I was at the Olympic Training Center. Uh, I had trained there a few times, and I I got to read, there was an article that I got my hands on through, through one of the coaches handed out this article, but it talked about athlete, a sports psychology technique where you actually take on the persona of some superstar athlete. Right? When you're at practice, this will help you kind of break out of a mold, break out of a slump. You take on the persona of somebody else. For me, I remember it was John Smith. John Smith is a multiple-time world and Olympic champion, arguably the greatest, probably not even arguably, the greatest wrestler in uh, international wrestler in the United States history. I think he won six straight world-level gold medals, you know, multiple Olympic golds, and then the world championships in between those. And he had this amazing low single for the wrestling people out there. You know what I'm talking about. But I would like, I'd be really good at my low single whenever I took on the John, John Smith persona. And I would do that. And it just shifts you out of your out of your thinking, puts you into a different mold of thinking. So ask yourself, you know, what would what would Elon Musk do? What would Dan Gable do? What would Jesus do? Like get outside of yourself and use these in and obviously in, in, in different situations in your life. Um, you can also simply ask, you know, who has already solved this problem? You know, can I go have coffee with them or, or, or watch a YouTube video of them or, or read their book? But back to that main question of question number five is, what is the next level, the next version of myself doing? All right, that's number five. Let's get to number six. And by the way, all this is in the action plan. Go to jimharshajr.com slash action to get your copy of the action plan for this. All right, next one, number six. Uh, this is just another simple breakthrough question. Don't underestimate. I say simple. Don't underestimate. This is powerful. And I'm giving you only the most powerful ones. All right, here's one. Ready? What's the one thing that had you been doing it consistently for the past year would have most positively impacted where you're at today? 
what's the one thing that had you, had you been doing it consistently over the past year would have most positively impacted where you are right now in your life? This might be in your business. This might be in finances. This might be in your health and fitness. This might be in your relationships. What's the one thing? And guess what? The answer to that was probably what you should start doing today. Yeah, it might suck. It might be hard, but you need to start doing that today. All right, so that's number six. Let me give you another breakthrough question for number seven. I got this from, uh, again, Michael Bungay Stanier, episode 80, 80, way back. I don't even think a podcast, that was called Wrestling with Greatness, I think, back then. So totally different name of the podcast, but a little different intro you'll hear in that episode if you go back and listen to this one. But he's a business coach, essentially. He's a management consultant. And check this out. So here's a question. You ask, what's the challenge? Okay, what's the challenge? And you get a surface level answer. Then you ask the next level of this question. What's the real challenge? Like you go, okay, well, well, there's the challenge here. And then there's the real challenge. It goes a level deeper. Now here's the third level. What's the real challenge here for you? That goes a level deeper. That cuts pretty deep. All right, let me give you an example of how that might work. Let's say, let's say you work in sales. That's just an easy kind of performance-based job that we can talk about. Okay, what's the challenge? Well, the challenge is, you know, selling is hard in this economy, in this environment. The industry's changed, the world's changed, whatever, right? Selling is hard. That's the challenge. Struggling with it. Okay. Well, what's the real challenge? Well, the real challenge is I can't seem to make enough sales to earn the kind of living that I want to earn. Okay. What's the real challenge here for you? Okay. Well, if you ask it that way, I can't seem to stay focused. I'm supposed to make 25 outbound calls a day, but I'm only making 10. Okay. So now we have something that's actionable, right? We've broken that, that challenge down from the challenge to the real challenge to the real challenge here for you. Now this is actionable. Now we have something to work with. This will break you out of your mold, out of the, uh, the thinking, the default thinking you've been operating by. It's not just that selling's hard in this economy and this external thing. It's actually, whoa, hold on. Like I can do work on myself and fix this, right? It's actionable, right? That's number seven. Let's move on to number eight. You probably find yourself bogged down in minutia. Right, the little stuff, the email, the 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 useless meetings, and some meetings are are good and helpful. Other ones are just just time killers. Right? Here's a great question to help you break out of the minutia and start working on your highest value work, your absolute highest value work. Here's the question: What if I could only work two hours per week? What if I could only work two hours per week? This is a great Tim Ferriss question. Here, here's how. I like to ask it because I think some people struggle with the two hours per week. Uh, what if you could only work one hour per day? What would you do? One hour per day. It's five hours a week. What would you do? How would you spend your time? Right? There are a lot of things you would have to say no to, but guess what? The things you say yes to would be high, high value stuff. How can you begin to operate at that level? You're probably going to have to delegate or delete, or delay some stuff. You're going to have to push some stuff aside, right? Not You can't just do everything. And you're going to have to maybe put some systems in place. You might have to hire an assistant. I've got 
several amazing assistants who work for me. Pollen and Kunjan are listening to this right now. I got Zenar. Like I've got people who help me. And we share the work. We share the load. Like we create systems and then somebody else does those systems. Like what are the systems you can create so you can work on your highest value work? All right. That's number eight. Number nine. Here's another question about rising above the minutia. This is simple. Listen, I, I didn't, I'm not telling you I created all these. Here's one. You ready? Pareto principle. What's the 80-20? What's the 20% of your efforts that will give you that are giving you 80% of your results? Focus on the top 20% of the work that you do. Now, if you want to go uh, a couple levels deeper, go listen to episode 233 with business coach David Finkel. He talks about this. He said, if you take the, the top 20%, what if you take the 20% of the 20%, then that gives you 80% of the 80%, right? What if you take 20% of the 20% of the 20% of your highest value work? So I'll do the math for you. That's 1%. So 20% of 20% of 20% is about 1%. Well, that gives you 80% of the 80% of the 80% of your results. So it's about half. It's about 50%. So 1% of what you do results in 80% of your, gives you 80% of your results. Focus on that 1%. Think about your highest value work. Stop getting bogged down in the minutia and saying, I have to do everything. I have to wear all the hats. No, you don't. Again, this can be in your relationships. It can, this can be in your business. This can be in your career. This can be in your health. Like, What are the few things that you do that when you do those, it gives you huge results? And it's not everything that you do. It's not the whole eight hours a day or 10 hours a day, however long you work that you spend. It's not every interaction you have with your spouse or your kids or your family or your friends. What's the 1%? All right. That's number nine. Let's move on to number 10. This is when you want to question your own and other ass- others' assumptions about you, about them. And this is pretty much always we want to be doing this. Uh, episode 293, just recently, Jeff Bullington, he's a chess teacher. He was on 60 Minutes and I got a chance to interview him. Fascinating interview. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher or an educator, or if you're a coach, must listen. Period. Must listen. Full stop. You have to listen to that episode. 293. But he talks about this. He talks about, could be, give you a little context here. He went into to Mississippi, one of the poorest towns in Mississippi, and he taught these kids how to play chess and become national caliber chess players when everybody else thought these kids were just like wastage in education, right? He talked about this, like there's, there's so much wastage in education, you know, and people just kind of writing people off, writing kids off at a young age. He's like, wait a second, man, these kids have, so, have, have as much value as anybody else. Why can't we lift them up? And he sees it. He just assumes every kid has the capacity and potential. And so that's how he talks with all of them. And coaches all of them. You know, he's not assuming that that because they're not a great student, they can't be a great chess player. He just wipes those assumptions out. It's a fascinating interview. You have to listen to it. Two ninety three. But the idea is to ask yourself just to, to stop for a moment and say, "Wait, what?" <laughs> 
Those two words. And that happens to be also be the title of Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan's book. He's the president of the University of Virginia, but he he wrote a book called, wait, what? Simply ask yourself that question. Wait, am I assuming something? Like, What assumptions am I basing this off of? I can't start the business. I can't write the book. I can't run the marathon. I can't get the pilot license. I can't you know, fix my marriage. I can't have a healthy relationship. I can't lose the 20 pounds. I can't fill in the blank. Wait, what? What assumptions am I basing that off of? Evaluate your assumptions. All right, that's number 10. All right, number 11. When you know that you need a breakthrough, when you feel that you're stuck, use this question. When you know you're at a certain level and you want to get to that next level, but you're not sure how to get to that next level, I'm going to give you a question that I learned. I learned all the time from my clients. I learned this from one of my clients. Several months ago, he said to me, man, Jim, and he, he, this guy, he's gone from, from nothing to, to incredible success. And he's just, he's just on a, man, he is on, on the climb. It's amazing. He said, Jim, I need to figure out the next thing I can fail at. And I was like, mind blown. You know, this guy gets it. Like, what can I fail at? What's the next thing that you can fail at? Because if this podcast has taught you anything, it is success comes through failure. It's part of your journey. It's normal. I know it sucks. I know it hurts. I know it's not something you want, but success through failure. As I tell my kids, it ain't just the name of a podcast. It's a real thing. You will be smarter. You will be wiser. You will be more educated. You will be more prepared when you go out and fail. When you go look for something that, you know what, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to try something. And you know what? It's okay if I fail. I'm not saying you want to go out and like deliberately like uh, uh, crash your car into a tree, <laughs> right? I'm saying go try something that you know you're afraid of doing it. And failure is a very real possibility and go try it, go do it because you will learn. You know, Jaden Cox, who I interviewed way back in episode 176, he's a world champion wrestler. And he said, when I learned that failure actually was an option, I began to compete at my highest level. And that's totally paraphrased, but he talked about, he realized that failure actually is an option. Guess what? Failure is an option. Go figure. World champion, NCAA champion. All right. These are 11 questions that will help you break through. Download the action plan. Go to jimharshojr.com slash action and get your copy of the PDF of all these, these questions. Screenshot this episode right now, post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram, tag me. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know what number question you like the most or the, the actual text of the question. Let me know if you've got another question that you like even more. Share this with a friend. Tell them to go to episode 296 and check out this episode. Share this. Post it on social media. Post it. Uh, send a text to somebody. All right. If you like these solo episodes, go to jimharshojr.com slash solo. That's where you can find every single solo episode that I've ever recorded. If you want to filter out the interviews, just go to the solo episodes. You can find them all listed right there and you can play them all. Actually, you can play them all at the same time if you want. Just listen to all, all, all the episodes. <laughs> um, last thing. If you enjoyed this, could you please give me a rating and a review? Ratings and reviews really help the podcast grow. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate you listening. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, Let's Talk, you can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app. If you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.